to Two Awkward Girls. My name is Amaka. And I'm Hallie. Woo-woo. Yeah, let's do it, baby. Yeah, I want to just say that we're recording this and we have it titled right now as Depression and Anxiety. And as it was <laughs> counting down to the recording starting, it was like Depression and Anxiety in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> And honestly, I just, I couldn't let that moment go without acknowledging it. That oh, was, that's that was perfect. good. I didn't, I can't see that. I guess it's because I'm, I'm the one recording. I don't know. But yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my God. God, that sounds like way too close to home. Yeah, right? Like it was, that was too good of an opportunity to pass up. But it is Mental Health Awareness Month in May yeah. when we're recording this. And so we thought that it would be a good time to talk about all of our mental issues. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just like, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> no. I definitely just stopped. Like, We're talking about the big two, you know, the most common, depression and anxiety. Absolutely. You know, they're best yeah. friends. They love hanging out together. They, literally, they love hanging out together. It's <laughs> annoying that they just don't separate and make you deal with just one. It's no. always both. It's frustrating. Depression and anxiety are codependent on each other. Yeah. And that's my TED Talk. Thank you. I I know we let's. I mean, I don't want to talk about like some some bright spots of the week first before we get to the because I think we can go like talk about this forever. Yeah. Sorry, I, wanted, I, I just I wanted, got right into the darkness. But I do want to talk about our bright spots. So do you have any bright spots? I, I already have mine. You already know mine, but I want to. Um, uh, you go first and maybe while you're talking about yours, I'll think of one too. Okay. <laughs> so I watched a show called Heartstopper, which is on Netflix. Yes. I watched the first, ep- I watched the first episode on Saturday night. The first four episodes. And I watched the second four episodes on a Sunday night. Okay. I have since rewatched it, and it's only Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I am like, I do not rewatch shows. I don't know yeah. why. I just, I just can't do what we watch it. But I rewatch Heartstopper. Wow, I, that's high praise. It's not a show that I should be. I would be watching as a full fledged adult. But I love, I love the storyline. I love the characters. I feel like it's acted well. It's British, yeah. so of course it's going to be better than it's anything. It's great, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> better than I, anything that we're doing. It's so, it's so good, and I'm just like they have, yeah. It's based, it's based off of um, like graphic novels. I, f- I forgot the the lady's um, I think her first name is Alice, but she has like gar- graphic novels. It's about two high school kids who end up becoming close friends and falling in love. They're both guys, Aww. yeah. But it's like so good, and they have the. The supporting characters are so well performed and it's just I like you know how like everyone wanted like Corey Matthews like when they were younger yeah I feel like every single girl in high school wants a Nick Nelson like that's is this is the main character <laughs> well the second that's the that's the jock of the two pairs like yes yes he's yeah. so sweet I'm just like I want a Nick Nelson <laughs> <laughs> where are you where are you adult adult nick nelson he's just like you know he's just he's just he's described as a golden retriever in the show and i was just like i, I can see that oh my gosh yeah it's i so, love that it's so good it's just like 
uh, the music is great. You feel like it like brings you into the scene, and um, I just love it. I could talk about it forever, which I will probably after we record. <laughs> well, it sounds like I'm gonna have to watch this. Yeah, don't judge me because it's like I said, it's not. Uh, it's for like it's for high school. It's for high school students. Like that's what I think it's for. But I've seen other adults talk about how they wish they had a show like this and how they love and how the messaging is like great okay so. so that apparently it's not only for for high school kids it's yeah it's no it's not because i watched it twice in less than a week <laughs> well and i am just surprised to hear because you didn't really tell me what it was about before until yeah. just now and um i'm so i'm a little surprised to hear what it's about but it sounds really good and I'm going to have to check that out for sure. At least check out the first episode. I just feel like... Is it a Netflix original? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like, and I also feel like also British high school shows are just so great. Like Sex, Sex Education is another one that I love. Have you heard yeah. of that one before? I have heard of that one. I've heard great things. I may have watched an episode. Um, you got to watch it. Yeah. I have it's to watch so like good. the full thing. I had a friend who um, who hadn't watched it, and I said, oh, I'm, so, I'm so jealous of you because you can watch it for the first time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you get to experience it. That's how I felt, actually, about um, speaking of, like, not Kitty, but, uh, like, kind of, like, shows about kids in high school. I am obsessed with Never Have I Ever. Do you watch that one? I am. Uh, yeah, I watch that as well. <laughs> I love that show. And like, that's exactly what I said. I recommended it to a coworker of mine um, who's like, I don't think she's in her 60s yet, but she's like in her late 50s. And she was like obsessed as well. So that's I'm awesome. all here for it. And I was like, dude, I'm so jealous of you because you get to start it over. Or rather, you get to start it from the beginning and see it and just for the first time. And how great is that? That's the best. Yeah. I think season three is coming out in like August and I'm just like anxiously waiting. I'm so excited. Mindy Kaling to me is just absolutely everything. I know that's so cliche and like dumb of me to say, but like, I just love her. I think she does everything so good. I've loved her since she was on The Office. She was so funny as Kelly and I, you know what? Sadly, I did not watch the Mindy Project, but I really should. I, me too. I didn't watch it. Yeah, but I love her so much, and I, I really love everything she does. I loved um, the Sex Lives of College Girls. I was to say that I, that show, yeah. Well. <laughs> I just love her stuff. I love her work. That would be like a dream I love, to ever I like one day collaborate with ex- Mindy Kaling. Yeah, exactly. I would love to like work on a show that she's working on. That would be right. so cool. But yeah, I love that um, show as well. Uh, so not to get too off topic or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about my bright spot of Yay. the week. I sort of am defaulting on this one. It's not that I've had a bad week or anything. I just can't think of anything, you know, all that interesting to say. So I will go with my bright spot being that um, the Celtics are in the final four of the NBA Celtics are my team and I am very proud of them and they've been really fun to watch and they did lose their last game, but there's another game tonight and I'm hoping that we can pull through and beat the Miami heat because 
I just feel like as a Celtics fan, like I have, I have Miami Heat trauma. You know, like it's always the Heat. I I feel bad because I have no really, I have no preference, but I used to live in Miami. Mm. So this so is we, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end this right now. <laughs> yeah, this is sorry, awkward. guys. Yeah, but yeah. Well, so I mean. Trying to think the teams that are left. I know the top. Girl, off the you live in New York now, though. I mean, you, you know, it's close enough. Yeah, but no, I'm. Not, I feel like by principle, I can't. But like, like screw I the Knicks. Knicks. I suck. can't like a Boston team based on principle. Why? What is your problem? I don't know. I feel like my my, my brothers both both went to school in, in Massachusetts. And they were always annoyed by like the Patriots and how they always won because they love the Bucks. So I feel like I can't support any New England just to, like out of support of my family. <laughs> First of all, you just named two different sports teams. You I said know. the Patriots and the Bucks. Which is football. The Bucks is football? Who's who are the Bucks? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? Since when yeah. does Tampa Bay have a football team? I have no idea about since football. The, since the 70s, I think. You said the Bucks, and I said, yep, Milwaukee. And I know that you have a brother in the Midwest. Yes. No, the Buccaneers is what the full name is. Milwaukee is in Wisconsin. Yes. And you have a brother in Wisconsin. Yes. Well, okay, so I wasn't that far off. All right. Yeah, no, but he likes the Buccaneers, which is short for the... Uh, oh, Bucks. the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. That's where fucking Tom went. Oh, uh, what an idiot I am. <laughs> you should know that, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I do, but I've just... I think Bucks, I always think... I just always think of Giannis. Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah. I know. Everybody was like, his last name is Greek. I was like, that's... No, that's African. Like, that's that's not Greek. I understand how you could conflate the two, but honestly... No, <laughs> I never. I, I yeah, I don't know what where, where where his parents are from, but like yeah, he, but he was um he was I think I think born and raised in Greece, but he's yeah. um his parents have they're are they're they, from are Africa. They Nigerian? I was gonna say they are Nigerian, but I mean I I don't as a white person I never want to guess, you know. I'm sure I, I'm Nigerian. I should know this, right? I am looking it up. Yep, I was right. Baby, baby, baby. Yeah, Nigerian. Yeah, oh, you guys could name. you guys could speak Igbo together. I have a feeling that he doesn't know how to speak Igbo. I think no, I think he definitely it. doesn't. Yeah, oh, he probably. might though, actually, because I think he does speak Greek. I mean, he speaks with an accent too. He speaks with kind of a Greek accent. So, yeah. no, I think I saw has... an interview that he he doesn't speak the language. Oh no. Yeah. It's an Igbo. Was I right? That's one. That's one language. There's Igbo and then like, Yoruba. It's like different dialects. Yeah, I know. I, I don't neither. <laughs> I'm so American. I'm like, no, I'm gonna speak English. Oh, it's fine. You know what? Welcome, welcome to the uh, to the trash side. Permanently, mm-hmm. we all like, we all try to like get away from our American heritage and our American roots. We're like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Portuguese. It's like no, you're American. Yeah, stop it. Your your ancestors are Portuguese or were Portuguese. Yeah. You, my friend, you're a you're a third generation American. <laughs> I'm first. Like I'm, my my parents came to America, so I feel like I'm still like one foot in. But no, nah, I'm totally American. It's so, it's so sad. Yeah, I hear you. I know. I feel sad about being American too. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the way you said it was perfect. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, it kind of fits in. This is not an intended segue, but it does kind of fit into what we're talking about, um, yeah. which is like, like depression and anxiety. Um, yeah, I feel like not even just America, because I don't want to be one of those people who's like, you know, comes off as very nationalist and like, oh, America first, whatever. Um, everything in the world right now is kind of messed up and just just very out of, (laughs) out of sync, out of whack. You know what I mean? And a lot of things that have been bottled up and suppressed for so long are coming to light in a very ugly way. And it's really painful. Mm-hmm. It's painful to experience every day. And I, I think that, I mean, I'm a very sensitive person. I don't, I don't hide from that. Even though I'm also like sort of emotionless. It's, it's, <laughs> I can't explain it. It's just me. You have to accept it's it. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, exactly though. And it's like, I'm just so worried all the time. You know, I, I find myself feeling very anxious and not, not being able to turn off the part of my brain that's like, oh my God, like we've got, the planet is warming at an alarming rate. And like, I'm only 26. And like, I have nothing in my life figured out. Two of my mid 20 years were just taken by COVID. And like, you know, I don't know, I just feel really weird and whack and out of sorts. And so, yeah, I'm on antidepressants for the first time ever. And honestly, I feel pretty good. Still trying to get the dosage right. Like, not sure if I'll need to up it a little bit. But, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. It, you know, meds work, man. Yeah, it's It's a lot of trial and error as well. As somebody who prescribes psychiatric medications, it's a little bit of trial and error. But when you find it, when you find find the right right medication, it's just, like, so, like, exhilarating to be like, yes, you feel better. It really is. It's it's like a light turned on in my brain, you know? It's yeah. like my friend Gabby, shout out to Gabby. Um, she explained it that way. I was like, because, you know, like they start you off, obviously, for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, they start you off on like the lower yeah, the, dose. The lowest yeah. dose, yeah. If if not the lowest possible, then the next lowest. Um and then, like, you kind of go up from there based on, like, how your body and your mind reacts to that dosage. And so, at first, I was, like, not really feeling any different. And, you know, it almost gets, like, worse before it gets better because it's yeah. – maybe it's because it's, like, you're taking something but you're not feeling like it's working and you just kind of are getting worked up and you're feeling a lot of different things. Um but yeah, once I once I upped the dosage, I was like, oh, this feels good. But now I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm like necessarily as good as it was when I had first gotten to this dose. You know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. like it plateaued a little bit. Is that normal? That is absolutely normal. I shouldn't be, okay. I'm, I'm not giving <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're not my doctor, but can I ask you this question? Yeah. Full disclaimer, everyone, I am a medical professional, but this is not advice. But yes, it can happen where your body is just like, oh, this is interesting, this new medication. Let me respond extra sensitive to it. And then after, after a while, it kind of tapers off, and then you end up like balancing it off. Plateauing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, plateauing. So 
So sometimes, you know, doctors, they increase the medication or they change it up. But yeah. And I recently found out that somebody that I would absolutely not expect to, one, share this information or two, be on the same medication as I am is actually on it. And so I think it just goes to show you that just because people don't talk about it um, doesn't mean that it's not actually pretty commonplace. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's commonplace like crazy. Like I'm also on medication, and it's just—I mean, it, it took how many years to finally get to a combination that makes the most sense for me? So when I wake up, sometimes I wake up, I'm like, I feel okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's so weird to say because I used to feel like crap all the time, and like sometimes I still have days where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything, where I'm barely just lay in bed and watch Heartstopper all day. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's um, it's not it's it's a nice feeling to know that you you have something that's actually helping. It is a nice feeling. Yeah, and hopefully nobody can hear my dog loudly drinking water in the background. It's but, totally. Uh, I, like I told you, like people. Are, I know, but it's just like, why does he have to do this at like like? Why can't right. he just be quiet right now? <laughs> You're asking way too much from a dog. That's all good. I know. But hey, there's another thing I did for my mental health. I got a dog. Now, I would I would not advise doing that. I'm going to be honest. I love my dog so much. And I'm so happy that I have him. He's the best thing to ever happen to me in my life, probably. Okay. I know that's really intense. But um, I just love him. He's great. And he's always so happy to see me, which just makes me feel pretty good about myself. And... Um, Yeah, I just wanted to go out there and say, like, PSA, though, like, don't get a dog to cure your depression because, like, it's not going to work, you know? I got a dog, and sure, I was, like, outside more, and that helps, and, like, you're more active because you're walking, which also helps, Mm -hmm. but I still had to get on meds, so. Yeah, it can only help so much. Yeah. But I love him, and I I have no regrets because I know my my parents are probably going to listen to this and be like, I told you not to get a dog. (laughs) You know what, mom and dad? Suck it. I'm an adult. I love you guys, but I'm going to do what I want. That's hilarious. No, I, yeah, I, I'm not, not really a dog person or animal person. So that, freak. huh? <laughs> I, I know. Freak. <laughs> I know. I'm like the worst person ever. Um, no, but, no, uh, you're not. But so I can't, like, I've had patients who, like, had their dogs or cats and they say that it's like a, almost like therapeutic and I'm just like it is really <laughs> like does it really help and like it's an animal you can't talk to it but I sure like, you I, can well it doesn't respond back uh they speak volumes and nonverbal cues oh my gosh yeah but 80% yeah. of human to human communication is nonverbal okay <laughs> I'm just saying I was a communications major. I was not, but I did learn about non Yeah, because you actually went to school and got degrees in like you're smart and you did stuff. <laughs> like, you're like doing something with your life. Like, yeah, communications is like a, it's a major for stupid people, which is annoying because I'm not stupid. I have multiple degrees but not as many as Amaka. She is I, a I very, very a, intelligent woman. I have two degrees. All right. Well, so do I, but yours are more higher than mine. 
and I just said more higher, and now people know that I'm fucking stupid. I didn't want to correct you. God. More higher. I oh, just no. get excited, and I can't speak when that happens. That's hilarious. No, it's hard. Sometimes I'm just, like, speaking, and I'm just like, I should be, I'm supposed to be, like, that's it. I'm going to say it. I'm an Ivy League trained person. I'm just like, I should be smart. And I'm just like, not. How I got into that school. I'm just like, it's whatever. But well, speaking of, speaking of uh, college, it's actually the first time I actually got diagnosed with depression was in grad school. Really? Yeah. And um, so I went to the, I went to like the student health center cause I was super tired all the time mm-hmm. and I was just like what's I'm so tired I can't, and I did like a questionnaire of course and I was like what is this I just filled it out and then I also got like blood work and um just a fun a little fun fact your, your vitamin d is supposed to be 30 or above mine was eight which is not good good god <laughs> which I think I was just staying staying inside all the time and it was, I lived in the northeast so it was like not as much. Yeah, you sun. have like one season to be outside. Yeah, so it was so low. I think that also contributed to the depression. But I got diagnosed for the first time with depression in grad school, and which was really bad. Like that was a bad time trying to like get through grad school, and it was like an Ivy League, so it was super hard. Like trying to trying to like hide it from my classmates and teachers because. Because you're high functioning, like myself. Yeah. yeah, and then, but the thing is that it, I, I, it turned into like so much weight gain. Mm-hmm. I gained so much weight trying to like stuff my feelings, and it was so bad. I, I like had to like buy a whole new wardrobe by the end of the year, yeah. the, end, the end of my school my school semester, because that's the way it manifested for me with weight gain. Yeah. No. Hey, I mean, I totally gone through uh spells of the same thing and and i totally think i'm a i i believe a lot in the mind body connection so it's like i do feel like um those things contribute to each other like what you're eating has the potential i think to impact your mental health negatively Mm -hmm. um but i don't think it has like i don't think like it's only that you know i think it's a combination of a lot of things um it doesn't help right right and then it's like also once you start to put on a little bit of weight then it's like just even doing your regular everyday tasks can become more arduous and you know I you know live on a fifth floor walk up and I've it's been a year and I've like just started to get like fine with it (laughs) you know what I mean and I mean, yeah, I, when, when COVID happened, I, I had steadily gained probably, I don't even know, honestly, probably like 50 pounds mm-hmm. and, um, which was normal for, during COVID. That was right. like okay, 50 pounds, no problem. Yeah. Right. And so I'm still trying to lose that because I feel like I also had this realization where it was like, you know, the combination of like living with depression and like kind of not really knowing it. I mean, I think I always knew that I was depressed, but I was like, oh, what am I going to go to therapy? Like, oh, what's that going to (laughs) do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, to be honest, regular therapy is different from 
psychiatry. It's, yeah, you're getting, it is. You're getting a totally different experience. And probably, for me, a combination of both is best. But I ultimately am only doing psychiatry therapy right now. And I really like my psychiatrist. And I don't really remember where I was going with this. But basically, yeah, the mind-body connection is real. And depression and weight gain and anxiety, all these things I think go together. And I'm still trying to just like drop some of that weight that I gained and try to like live a healthier lifestyle. Like I feel like our education system in America is just so bad. It doesn't teach us anything about really almost anything that matters. And Mm -hmm. I know I've said before that like, I wish I didn't go to college, but I don't really feel that way. I am really grateful for my college education. I think it would have been nice to pay a little bit less money, but <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Student loans. Um, oh, gosh. But, yeah, I mean, and the impact also that, like, because we're both women, the impact that, like, Western beauty standards have on us is very big it's almost like sometimes it feels insurmountable like it feels like you just cannot overcome it yeah and that's why that's why i don't even, i don't even bother sometimes i'm just like which could be the depression or anxiety i just like hole up in my apartment and just wait for life to go by because i'm just like there's no point in me that's i think that's the depression talking like there's no point in me trying to insert myself into the world because I don't, I don't fit into what society says I should be. Well, I think that that's like how, and, and that's the thing is like, I think everyone, a lot, not everyone, that's hyperbole, but like a lot of people feel the same way that we do. And I do the same thing. It's like, people ask me, people would ask me all the time, uh, when I first started my job, like, oh, what did you do over the weekend? And I'd be like, nothing. And I literally wanted to do nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard to, because I, I do nothing on weekends, but like, I want to do something. But also that, ta- that, is, that requires energy that I don't have mm-hmm. to do it. So I'm yeah. just like, I would want- It's a people- constant struggle. Yeah. It's weird. I want people to want to hang out with me, but I don't necessarily want to do it. Which sounds stupid, but like... No, it doesn't sound stupid. It does sound kind of funny, to be honest. But like, I get it. I do get it. Like, sometimes I am the person who... I try not to like cancel plans because when people cancel on me, it used to really irritate me. I don't really care anymore because, I mean, come on. We just... We got other problems now. But like, I try to never be that person who cancels plans, but... I would definitely be lying if I said that I've never canceled plans just because I didn't feel like going. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm always sick. And, and that's not a lie because depression and anxiety are sickness. Are, yeah. You know, so I'm always, but I'm, I'm always sick. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, which... It's very much a toss up on like whether you have the energy or not to deal with, you know, a certain amount of fuckery in a day. Yeah. 
Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, I I remember when I was really low, I would like spend the weekend spend the weekend alone in my apartment, and just like obsessed over the fact that no one was texting me or like talking to me. So I would like walk around my apartment, and be like I haven't I haven't said anything all day in my head because I know I no one to talk to, and I think yeah. that all, that also fucks with me because I'm just like I have no friends, no one else hang up, and I, I end up like crying myself to sleep, which is so sad. Aww. No, I've done the same thing though. I mean, it's like I'm totally I, I totally feel you. I, especially I really struggled socially growing up, hmm. um, because girls are mean, and like I will not be the person who says that like oh I only received it and I never dished it out I think everybody gives and takes a little bit in the like middle school high school bullying drama bullshit but definitely I dealt with way more than I ever dished out and anything that I ever dished out is a really big stretch to say that it was bullying. You yeah. know, I might have like said some snarky things to people and put them in their place, but I never did what other people did to me. Oh, man, and it's bro. just, you know what I mean? And so like socially for me, like I've just, my biggest anxiety is social anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's what I have more than anything. I actually did a social anxiety workshop when I was in grad school. I had to like ask someone for directions like ask a stranger for directions as like an activity that was mortifying because it was just so hard to like talk to people in general and they won't you know you wonder what they think about you and I and I have a stutter so like I was always worried about that and mm-hmm. people like judging me and thinking I'm dumb there's nothing really harder than stuttering about and then talking about something that you that you know about and stuttering you use I feel like I sound stupid, you know, and it's not really yeah. good to be like, you know, seeing patients and I'm like stuttering half the time. I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> I just have a stutter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it's, it's okay. Like, just trust me. I know what I'm doing. And the, here's my, deg- here's my degree. Literally. I, I passed everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's, no, we barely even cracked the surface of depression and anxiety. It's just, you know, I know with me, do you ever find yourself where, when you get, this is, no, let me just say, this is what happens to me. Like, I get so depressed and I get, it gets, I, it gets so dark that when I come out of it, I get more creative. Does that ever happen to you? Where I, like, I wrote a script when I um, had my second mental breakdown of, like, you know, I uh, had to take time off and I wrote my, I, I wrote a script about, like, wanting friends, which is, like, my, Basically my yes, biography. the one that we reconnected through the table. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the one I wrote when I was like super depressed and I was like barely able to function. So yeah, that's the one. This it sounds. I, I don't like the fact that I have to get that dark to be creative. Yeah, but it does. It does help me. Like this week, I like they said there's something called coverage where you get you submit a script and you get notes on it. Mm-hmm. And I got I got the notes back. I didn't read it yet. I, I just saw the preliminary like it said pass, which means it wasn't really that good. And I got so bad, and I wanted to like quit. I was like, I'm not gonna write anymore. I'm just gonna quit and just like find something else to do. And then of course I watched Heartstopper, and then I really and I started thinking about it. And I'm like, no, this 
this isn't this the thing I'm writing isn't what I should be writing about. I'm right. Really, obviously when I talk when I talk about like Love Victor never have ever heart stopper like sex education I get excited because it's all high school stuff so right for me it's just like changing when I get really depressed I, I come out of it change my I find a new like like a clear headed and I figure out the next step for me and maybe part of the reason you gravitate to those stories so much also is because like going back to what we talked about last week with the nostalgia is like the TV that we had in middle school and in high school was like really good. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say that anything that's on in present day, um, apart from the ones like I- I'm talking about things that are on cable. Cause like we didn't have streaming obviously when we were growing up really. I mean like no. Netflix was like DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't count. God. We're like fucking dinos. Um, I might, I, I think I might have like had Netflix streaming in high school. Um, but yeah, like obviously streaming has come like a crazy long way in a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I really got started on that. I know I was talking about TV in high school and no, like, oh yeah, all the shows that were on like all the shows that are on like cable TV today. I don't know if it's people are not watching them. That's probably what Ashley Ray would say. She's a TV critic, because um, I think she she still watches some of those shows and says that they're like good. But yeah, yeah, it, I mean. I struggle with finding shows that I like really, really love, but I had to get better at watching different kinds of shows just in general to kind of improve my craft. Yeah. Well, I feel like I don't relate to what you said because I feel like I am a, I'm a person. I am, I am bursting with ideas at all times of the day. I have huge imposter syndrome and I don't believe in myself enough to put, to really commit and put, pen to paper with certain things um with with it was never like that for me with stand-up I don't know why I genuinely don't but maybe it's just because it was so fucking terrifying that it was like okay yeah you know everything yeah it was just almost like you just gotta throw yourself to the wolves um and certainly that is how it feels sometimes but stand-up is like the one thing that I never really like I could, I could always write stand up, um, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like conceptualizing scripts and and all that kind of stuff, I I struggle more with that. And I do thrive in a school setting, so it's like I've thought about maybe going back to school or even just taking like one off classes and stuff. And like take I don't one, really know. Taking one off class, I wouldn't. I mean, uh, who am I? I'm, I'm not even in that world yet, but. Taking a one-off class will kind of show you what you, if you're interested in doing it long-term. Yeah. I mean, I know it is what I want to do. I think it's just like, I also am am the type of person that's like, oh, you don't need to take a class. Like, you don't need to spend money on that. Like, you know what I mean? But I know it's beneficial, but I don't know. I'm just a self-sabotager. So here we are. And now I know how to write sketch too, and that's its own thing. And that's great. But like, since my sketch class ended, like, how many sketches have I written? Not exactly, yeah. You I know, I used to be on a sketch te- a sketch comedy team in New York, and I since that ended, I my, my muscle, my sketch muscle is like non-existent right now. But yeah, yeah. But now I'm writing scripts. Now, are they good? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, and I have like one billion things half written 
in my phone and in notebooks and shit. But for me, it's like for some reason when I sit down at the computer, I'm like, I just avoid it because mm. I'm like, it's going to suck. I suck. I should just stop. Yeah, but it's, it is going to suck because it's your first draft. That's what I Right, but say. I'm a perfectionist as well. So it's like, I don't want that to, ha- I don't want there to be a shitty first draft. Hmm, that mortifies me. That mortifies me because I have to be perfect at everything. And this is why I am depressed because I am not perfect because that's insane. But yeah. here we are living as young women in America. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Insomnation. Yeah, we, we barely cracked the surface with depression and anxiety, and we kind of went on a tangent, which, you know, that's how, how you do things in, on a podcast. It's true. Uh, yeah. Men are doing it. <laughs> men, I've heard horror stories with men, with like podcasts that, that men produce. They're just bashing women. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I hear about. Maybe really? certain podcasts that, well, I follow people on Twitter who, who like comment on some certain people's podcasts and they just basically talk about like women and how they should be submissive. But not all, not all, not all male podcasts, obviously. It's just like, I, I don't obviously know. Obviously not name. all. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> yes. This is what is true. Not all men. That, yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're out there. And you're a person who thinks women should be submissive. I invite you to take a look at yourself and realize that really you just want to be submissive. And we can work on that. <laughs> Perfect. Anything else you want to talk about in terms of uh, depression and anxiety besides the fact that we have it? <laughs> uh no, but I want to end on a positive note and just say that. You know, if you are feeling crappy, then, you know, you should talk about it and you should, uh, you should seek help in whatever way, like whatever that means to you, you should, you should prioritize yourself and, uh, take care of yourself. Yeah. And just because it's a mental health awareness month, you know, I was I will give the number for the suicide hotline. It's eight zero zero two seven three eight two five five. So And we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.